0: At least, at least I still have my walk-up music. Okay, so I don't feel, I don't feel too weird. All right. Hey, um, welcome, you guys. Gosh, it is so, it is so awesome to see you all here today. I said it at first, but I know some of you are still coming in. Today is going to be way different. Than it normally is. Um, I had a a good eight to ten page blockbuster message, complete with <laughs> scriptures and annotations and Greek and Hebrew. I had that all, but the pro presenter's not working. So I'm just gonna shoot off the off the cuff now. Actually, today's today's really the entire message is gonna come from my heart um, because we have so much to be thankful for, and when you I said it at the beginning in the prayer, but when you walk around um, this world, you, you can't go to the mall without seeing some sign of unrest and, and things that are just uncertain. Things Anybody see things like on a daily basis that it didn't used to be like that? I remember when it was like this, and things are changing. And all those things, in, it seems like all those things in our entire world that we have counted on are different now things that we would have said five years ago oh there's no way that's ever changing all of a sudden that's out the window and it's just you can't count on anything anymore to be the same as it was except there's one thing that you can always count on to be the same and since we're in a church i'm going to give you guys one guess (laughs) what that thing is it's jesus and it's his faithfulness right And so today, all I'm going to do is that we are going to celebrate the Lord and His faithfulness. That's what we're going to do. And the very first thing we're going to do is take care of finalizing some answered prayers. This building is one, and we're going to talk about this for for the next couple weeks. You're going to be sick of me talking about what an amazing God thing this building is. I hope you're not sick of it. But before that, I want to go... I want to go a little bit more immediate, a little bit more here in-house. I have been praying in my heart so diligently for an armor-bearer. If you know what that is, um, an armor-bearer is somebody who follows along, and specifically in terms of this, who would follow along and just help me. Now, I've got Gabe, who helps in amazing ways, in ways that no one else ever could. But what I've needed is someone to come alongside me in ministry and help those things um, that, that are just difficult for one person to do. Um, we've been in ministry at, at Discover for four years and campus pastor over at, um, at uh, Jubilee before that for about five years. And in that whole time, I've been praying so hard that the Lord would bring someone to come alongside me. And I'm talking specifically about an associate pastor. Um, an associate pastor has a very, very specific skill set, and that skill set is everything. <laughs> it includes it includes cleaning up uh, spills on the floor. It includes unstopping plugged toilets. Um, it includes preaching the word of God. It includes it includes coming alongside me and just helping me pastor this church. And I've been praying diligently for that, and it seemed like it just wasn't going to happen. You could ask Pastor Gabe how many times um, I have just said, I, I just I don't know what it's going to take. You can't put out an ad for that kind of thing. Um, well, you could, but then when you get, what you'll get is you'll get people who want a position. And what you look for is somebody who comes alongside and just says, what can I do? what can I do to help? And it's not a matter of, well, I can give you 10 minutes or here and there, and I can work part-time, and I can do this, and every now and then I can help out. It's a matter of somebody seeing what's in your heart, seeing what's weighing on your shoulders, and just saying, I can take that. I can do that. And um, we've just been praying so hard for that. And about two years ago, a little over two years ago, um, this couple showed up in the foyer over at the other building. Uh, It was right before COVID hit. And Um, they walked in and I remember them kind of whispering to each other, like, that's the guy we see on TV. (laughs) And, and it just, and they told me that. And I'm like, that's a big deal to you. Like, I don't consider it a big deal, but here's the thing from the very first day that we met them, it just seemed like as a couple, their hearts were kind of knit to ours. Um, and, and, um. I'll just say it, um, Scott and Kelly Hazlett, most of you know them, um, but they came in and they just immediately showed that they had such a heart for us, had a heart for Gabe and I specifically, but had a heart for this church, had a heart for the kingdom, they were theologically sound, um, they, they, Scott's got a whole truck full of tools, I mean, I don't know what else you could possibly need, Um uh, but actually, I saw so much of myself as I was coming up through ministry um, in that. And I like to think, and I don't know if it's true, but you could ask him. We have Pastor Dan DeMay sitting right over here by the window. He is the pastor that saw something in me and got me into ministry about 15 years ago. Thank you. But I hope that I was half the servant to Dan that Scott is to me. And uh, (laughs) I'm going to sit down, and let's just do some worship. Guys, I'm sorry, but but the Lord is doing something in my heart, and I'm just so grateful. But I want to bring up Scott right now, and Kelly, I want you to come up here too. So these guys... These guys have been amazing. They are, they are talented. They are anointed. Um, Scott is, is leading our deliverance ministry, um, our prayer ministry, our greeter ministry. <laughs> our, um, and, and it will continue to just grow from there. Um, Kelly, I don't know if you've noticed, this is the first time that she's been on stage singing with us. Um, but... It is, it's, been, it's just been amazing to watch this couple as their, as their hearts were just knit more and more to Gabe and myself. Um, so what we're going to do today is I am announcing them, and we are going to pray for them and anoint them as the associate pastors. Now, typically, technically, Scott is the one with the title. He'll get the business cards. Um, but here's the thing. We're bringing the couple up because what happens as soon as you take on a mantle of anointing. As soon as you take on that, you are you are a part of the leadership of this church. You are a part that is that is integral to what we do here. There's an anointing that goes with that, but there's also an attack that goes with that. And the reason they're both here is because we are all going to pray together over their marriage, over their finances, over their home. We're going to pray against all that and we're going to bring the elders up here in just a second and we are going to install them um, as, as our associate pastors here. And I want, most of you have already had many great interactions with these two, but if you haven't, please do. They are substantial people, Uh, just about all the time. I'm like, why do they like us so much? (laughs) I I still am trying to figure that out, but, um, I guess I'm just going to go with it. It is. But, uh, but I want, we're all going to pray over them. So um, this is official. If we had the screen, I had this really great thing that said, it said, Scott Hazlett, associate pastor. And it was amazing. It had moving fonts, and I, it was just amazing. <laughs> so just imagine in your mind what that would have looked like. Thank you for not um, that. Yeah. But I want, I would like the elders to come up, all our board members and their, and their wives. If, Steph, if you want to come up too, you don't have to, but I would like that. We can move closer to the front of the stage, too. Let's explore the space. Use it. Use it up. All right. All right. So, if you guys could just extend a hand out and just pray with us as we, uh, as we pray safety over them. Father God, I thank you so much for bringing this couple to us. These, uh, these men and women of God who love you so deeply in their hearts, every fiber of their being just loves you and that love radiates out of them in such a servant's heart not seeking any position not seeking any uh, glory or fame for themselves but seeking to serve um, to serve you in the kingdom first and foremost but to come alongside us and serve here in this church and so father i am so thankful that you have brought them here i have i'm so thankful that you have answered years of prayer in such a powerful way god you You take forever to answer our prayers sometimes, but when you do, it's because you've had the best thing in pocket all the time. So Father, I am so thankful for this. So Lord, we we anoint them right now with the mantle of associate pastor in this church, with all the leadership, with all the spiritual authority that goes with it. Um, God, we thank you and we lift them up to you. And so we give that mantle to them right now as associate pastors here. In this church, we pray protection over their over their household, over their marriage, over their physical bodies, over their hearts. Father, and just surround them with the love. Everybody here in this congregation, all of the elders here, we say right now: No enemy, Satan. You will have no sway in their fam- in their family, in their household. You will have no authority. You have nothing. To do with this couple, God, we surround them in the name of Jesus right now with a hedge that is as powerful as every spirit here that is reaching out and crying out and say, yes, we stand out as one body, we stand together, and you will not have anything to do with this family. You will steer clear because they are here to do God's work. And so, Lord, we anoint them right now. We thank you for them. I'm going to thank you, Jim. We are going to anoint you right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you, and we give Scott the mantle of associate pastor, of pastor in this church, a man of God set aside and destined for great things in your kingdom. We give him the authority. We give him the authority, and I pray that you give him the grace. You give him the wisdom to lead as you would desire, not as we would, Father. We pray safety, and we pray comfort in his heart. Father God, we thank you for his wife, Kelly. She is such a blessing to us. She is a blessing and a support to Scott. And she has been a part of this church, and her heart has immediately melted into every fiber of this church's being from the first day we met her. So, Father, we protect her heart. We give her that mantle of authority, that spiritual authority. We, we give her comfort in, the ease, in easing the burden that she has on her shoulders of being the one who um, holds the house together while God is working uh, late nights doing God's work. So, Father, give her strength. Give her strength. Give her peace. We surround them both in the love of God and the love of this congregation. We lift them up to you. We celebrate them we thank you for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, enough of that. Give me a
1: hug. Kelly, oh, yum, come, yum. On. <laughs> come on, come <laughs> on. Thank you.
0: Oh. Now, that's one. We have one more. We have one more, and this is another thing. It has—I'll be honest with you—it hasn't been something I've prayed about all that long because circumstances changed, and as you know, our worship leader um, accepted another calling along with his parents to go help bless another church out in East Aurora that's starting up, and um, and we release them to do that. When you feel like it's something the Lord is doing. It's easy to release people to go. And it doesn't mean we don't miss them. It doesn't mean that there isn't a part of your heart that's kind of sad. But here's the great thing about God's faithfulness is when he is moving something, when he's ordaining it and when he's moving it, he's already laid the plans. We don't have to sit and figure out, how am I going to do this? How am I going to replace Cameron and the entire Carson family? Um, (laughs) The Carson family trio, we call them. but how, do, how are we going to do that? And we started having the, you know, because it's only been a, uh, maybe a month since we've known. Um, I spent maybe one sleepless night thinking about that and praying about that. And God just said, don't worry. It's in the works. And the very next conversation that I had with Tom Snyder was at a prayer uh, during the day, daytime prayer. And he said, you know, The Lord has just been all over my heart for the last several days, and I've written some songs of thankfulness. I have been uh, so burdened to get more into scripture and more into the word and to pour more of who I am into just worshiping Jesus. And I said, well, that's good because I have something to ask you. (laughs) And, And that thing was, would he step in and be our worship leader? Now, A worship leader, um, you can have worshipers, okay? We're all worshipers at some level, and you can have great musicians. You can have worship leaders who are good at organizing the instruments and the charts and all the things that need to happen, but there's a step above that. That's a worship pastor, okay? And so we are Tom and Snoo, Tom and Snoo. (laughs) I'm going to call you Sue because that sounds better. If you guys could come on up, come on up, guys. Come on, Sue. Now we are we are so blessed to have them. They've been they've been kind of uh, Tom especially has been. Tugged back and forth to Jubilee and a couple, I think another church uh, to um, to lead over there and to play play uh, instruments over there. And at one point, he just said, "You know, I feel like I feel like I just need to put down roots and just be here." And from day one, when we had that very first conversation about you coming on, I never had this thought that he was a worship leader. He's a pastor. And he's had a pastor's heart this whole time. For his whole, his whole demeanor was like, I, I hope you're okay because I'm going to read a lot of scripture as I, as I do worship. I hope you're okay because I'm going to pick songs that are based on scripture. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know if they're ready for that. But, but so he's had a pastor's heart from the very, very beginning. And Sue absolutely does not want to be up here. <laughs> So I recognize that. So bear with me for just a moment. Um, It's the same thing, you know. My prayer hasn't been years worth of prayer, um, but it was prayer that God would bring us somebody more than just uh, a leader, more than somebody who could just be the fill-in, but bring somebody who would be that that spiritual anchor for our worship. And worship is so much more than just playing the piano or playing an instrument. It is, it is bringing, it is ushering in the spirit of God into a place. And he can do that the very first time. If any of you were here when we did the very first walkthrough of this building uh, with staff, and, st- and he was playing the piano, anybody? <laughs> and, and I knew right then this building is, is God's plan for us. There is no turning back in any means, and that this is the man to lead worship for us and to be a worship pastor. So same thing. We are, we are install, installing Tom and Sue as our worship pastors. Now, you'll get the title pastor. You got the job, but it falls on you as well. The same thing, the, the pressures, the spiritual attacks, the things that come your way when you have that mantle of anointing as a pastor and as a leader There is a higher level attack that comes, okay? But you're not alone. All of these people are with you. We are all going to pray over you just as we did with Scott and Kelly. And we are going to surround you with love and everything that you need. And we are so grateful to have you. So, can I get our elders again? This is the last time for today, I promise. All right, all right. So, Father God, if you could extend a hand out, you guys. Father God, we just thank you so much for this couple—the the heart and the spirit that you have put in them uh, for worship, Lord. It just it just pours out of out of them in a way that is just so um, so amazing to watch. God, we are so blessed to have them as worship leaders, and so I just want to um, anoint Tom as the leader, give him the mantle of pastor, that title, that he walks in that anointing, that he walks in that title. Not that, not that it's a, a word on a business card, it's who he is, and that's who you made him to be. So, Father, I just pray that that, that, that anointing just just continues to grow and continues to bloom in him, Lord, into, into even more then you've put on his heart now. He is a vessel that is just eager to have you pour into his heart. And so, Lord, we are going to be blessed to be the recipients of what you show him and what you, and, and what you do through him. So, God, we thank you right now. And God, we thank you for Sue. We thank you for a wife alongside of this man who can help him, who can help him to be the man you have called him to be. And, Lord, for both of them. We pray over them, we pray over their marriage, we pray over their finances, their home, that it would be a safe place in their home, and that this couple would be stronger than ever, that this wouldn't be something that would cause any division, this would actually be something that caused them to be drawn closer together. We stand against any lies, any schemes of the enemy that would want to sow any strife in their home, we stand against that right now in the name of Jesus. Satan, you have no authority in their home. You have no authority over their worship. You will stand back and you will let God work through this couple. As a church, we come together collectively and we pray a hedge of protection around these people. Satan, you have to go through all of us to get to them. Father, we love you and we praise you for your provision for bringing this couple to us. We thank you in advance for the amazing things that are going to come from the ministry in their lives. And, Father, we just anoint them right now with that mantle of worshiper, that mantle of pastor. And, Lord, right now we thank you. We just pray that you increase what you have already put into Tom's heart. We just pray that you increase it tenfold. Increase it tenfold. And, Father, we pray for Sue, that she would have strength, that she would have wisdom, that she would have peace in this time and that she would be able to be the one who held down the home and did all the things, freeing Tom up to do the things that he needs to do. Father, they are not one or the other. They are two together in your eyes, and we see them that way. And we thank you for both of them. We thank you you brought them here. We thank you for their hearts to serve. In Jesus' name, we anoint them as worship pastors here at this church. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Barbara. All right. Thank you. thank you. All right. Okay. Wow. Now, in the next couple of weeks, um, I'm going to talk when I have time, because my office is in a box right now, <laughs> and I can actually write out a, a well-thought-out um, message, we're going we're gonna to talk about, I've been promising, we're going to talk about the way that God has been faithful, and we're going to do that. Um, I pointed out Pastor Dan DeMay, he's the, he's the reason that I'm here. Well, God's calling, um, but somebody has to recognize that calling. And somebody has to allow that to work and, and give that support. And he has done that. I'm so thankful for that. Um, 15 years ago it's been, um, getting me into ministry. And, and he saw things in, in me and in Gabe that we didn't see. I think that's how it works. I think if you're looking for something, you're going to have a hard time finding it. But God sees it in you, and so he'll put other people around who can then call that out. So when somebody comes to you and says, hey, there's more that God has for you, don't just say, oh, no, that's not me. That's the way God works. He'll tap you on the shoulder, but most often we're too full of our own flaws, right? We know who we are better than anybody. And we say, "Nah, you can't possibly use me. So God will use other people to call that out. And so never Ever discount that when when God gives somebody a word or or a heart for you it's that for a reason while we have the opportunity and we have so many visitors I would love to go through and just acknowledge all of you uh, but there's a family specifically that I want to acknowledge also and I don't think they knew I was going to do it it is the Gimbel family over here Todd and Jessica and their three wonderful daughters uh, two wonderful and one isn't that what you said yeah no. yeah three wonderful daughters Three wonderful daughters. Um, they are, um, they uh, were the people that sold us this chapel. Um, they're... Now, they, they are a part of the testimony of just how amazing this is. They uh, have only had this chapel, what, four years now, give or take? Um, and, and their heart, they were a part of another church. And unfortunately, that church didn't make it. But their heart was so that we're going to buy this church a home. And they bought this. And then they said, what the heck, let's just do a chapel as well. And it already had the chapel business in it. But um, that's their heart for the kingdom and their heart to make sure that a church has a home. And so when it came time for them to step out and into some different things in their lives, they had no doubt that it was going to stay a church. I remember the very first conversation that I had with them. They are like, you know, there's, there's some restaurants that want to buy it. I think some other things that wanted to buy it. But we want this to stay a church. And so whatever we have to do, and it's been more hoops and more bending over backwards and more. It's a good thing contracts can be, you know, set aside and amended. And because there have been so many it looks way different than what we thought it was going to look like originally. But the one thing that has not changed is their heart to say, this needs to be a church, and we feel good about the spirit of, of Discover Community, and we, we're going to make this work, whatever happens. I have never once had a conversation with them where like, well, there's this glitch and there's that glitch where they said, well, maybe it's just not in it. No, it was always like, well, okay, well, but... God's going to figure that out. Let's move on. So I'm going to talk more about that whole process in the future, but I just wanted to thank them and just call them out for their, for their heart and uh, for being here, right? All right. So um, that's it for those kind of things. Um, I have, I do have something that I want to say in the message um, we were sitting in a staff meeting the other day, and Tom had mentioned, and he mentioned it during worship, that great is thy faithfulness is something that, that God put on his heart. And there's that song, and he said, well, I've, I've got to do that on the first weekend. And as soon as he said that, the Lord said, that's what I want you to preach about. So I, I don't have any notes. I have two scriptures. Here's what we are. We're in Lamentations. When's the last time you heard teaching in Lamentations? <laughs> Woohoo! It's almost exciting, as exciting as when we spend a year in Job. Right? <laughs> right? So whenever you're like, I want some light reading, I want something encouraging, Lamentations is what you always go to. It's the old standby, right? Here's something interesting that, uh, I, honestly, I didn't even know until I really started looking at it lamentations the very title of it we look at it and we go oh that's just sad you picture sackcloth and ashes and it's just sadness right that's if you're going to lament is you're just sad about it that's not what it really is though the the root and it goes through some a couple translational issues but at its essence the word lamentations really is a question it means why why And in the context of the scripture, of the book of Lamentations, what it means is, why do things happen, God? Why is this happening? It was written by, we don't know for sure, but it was probably the prophet Jeremiah wrote Lamentations. Um, And he wrote it about six centuries before Christ. And Jeremiah, if you read the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah is very much talking to Israel and saying, you guys, we are so far off course. We are so far off course of who God has called us to be. We no longer trust in him. We're allowing false idols to come into our lives. We are no longer staying the course of who God called us to be. And he's warning them. If you read Jeremiah, he's warning them. Guys, judgment is coming. God is merciful, God loves us, we are God's chosen people, but his patience does have an end if we don't respond. That's what Jeremiah is about. Now, Lamentations is written just very shortly after those warnings, and Lamentations happens in the context that Jeremiah has just witnessed Nebuchadnezzar come down from Babylon and destroy Jerusalem. And he's sitting back and he's telling people, I told you so. Okay? That's not in scripture. It doesn't say, I told you so. <laughs> but that's how we would do it. Like, guys, I've been warning you, and here it is. You know, the saying, you reap what you sow, that's what they're doing. They're reaping the result of their unfaithfulness. But Lamentations is amazing as you read through it. He's saying, Lord, You told us that there would be judgment if we refused to follow your way. You told us that you would use foreign armies to come in and judge us. You told us that that would happen. I told them what you told me, and they didn't listen. So now, how often do you associate a good and faithful God with the destruction of everything that you hold dear? jeremiah does jeremiah has witnessed the destruction of jerusalem and of the temple and his his response is is not god why did you do that he's like god you said you would you said you would and your faithfulness is not that you can say okay well i'm just going to turn my back and pretend i didn't see that because i don't want to destroy what you hold dear God is faithful, and God is just. And when he promises to do something, he'll do it. And so when, when Jeremiah writes this, Jeremiah 3, all my highlighters are packed away too. <laughs> Jeremiah 3, 20. Let's go to Jeremiah 3, 20 if you have that. It says, surely my soul remembers and is bowed down within me. This I recall to my mind. Therefore, I have hope. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never cease, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Let's stop there. Great is your faithfulness. So we start out in 20 saying, surely my soul remembers. Saying, I remember what you told me. I remember that you told me judgment was coming. And if we didn't give up these false idols in in our, our wicked ways, judgment was going to come. I remember that is what he's saying. And my soul is bowed down within me. That's a lament. I remember that you warned me. I remember that you warned these people through me and they didn't listen. And so now what we're reaping is the result of that. Can you imagine how humbled and how the word lament is perfect? How you would be like, why? Why didn't they listen? Why wouldn't they believe when I told them your word was that judgment was coming if they didn't change their ways? Why? And then the other part of you, probably the flesh part of you, would be saying, God, if you love us, why couldn't you just make a way for judgment not to come? So he's in this place of just confusion, like, why? If only they would have listened, we could have avoided this. If only somehow God made a different way, we could have avoided this, why? So he's asking the question, and that's where the title of the book comes from. But then he says, Listen, after that, this I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. How could you have hope in a moment like that? Wouldn't that be hard? Think you're, you're, everything that you know and love has just been destroyed by a foreign army. And he says, therefore I have hope. The very next thing, the Lord's loving kindnesses indeed never cease. His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. He's praising God. He's probably overlooking this smoldering wreckage of what used to be Jerusalem. And he's praising God in the middle of all that. Could we do the same? Do you think? When all of those institutions that we hold dear get attacked and disappear and they're altered and they're under attack by the enemy... Make no mistake, it doesn't have to be a smoldering heap by a foreign army to be under attack. The things that we hold dear all over the world are being attacked. And we can stand by and go, God, why are you allowing this to happen? We can spend our entire day cursing the darkness. Social media posts, um, protests, all these things. We can curse the darkness. Or, like Jeremiah is doing here He's not pretending the terrible things didn't happen. He's not pretending that they aren't under siege at the very moment, but he's saying, great is your faithfulness. And that's what gives him reason to praise God. So are we able to, in the middle of looking around the world and everything that's going on, are we able to say, God, I praise you? Can you? That's a question you need to ask yourself. Can I do that? Am I spending more time cursing the darkness or am I praising the light and God's faithfulness? I told the sound guys this morning when they let me know, hey, we're not going to have any pro presenter. We're not going to have any scriptures. We're not going to have worship lyrics. We're not going to have any of that. I go, huh, let's look at that in the scheme of things. Jeremiah here is praising God as he's watching Jerusalem burn and be, and be crumbled to the ground. I think we're okay with a monitor not working. We'll find out, but I think we can deal with it. I remember uh, Eric, Eric's back there. We went on a mission trip to Mozambique together and I've told this story before but we split into two groups and in a way I'm sad I wasn't in his group because their group had something super cool. Mine just had a healing where a man who was crippled got up and walked. He had the really cool stuff. That's a a cool story too which I'll tell you. But Eric went with another group and they went into a church and that church was just made of mud bricks And, and in... Uh, South America and, Mex- and Mexico, they do adobe. So they take the bricks and the mud and they bake them in there, and it's good. And it will stand up for hundreds of years. That's not how they do it in Africa. They they still do mud bricks, but they don't cure them in the sun. They just kind of stack them on top of each other. And a really good torrential rain can take down your entire building. Well, they went to another village And they were in this church, and they were going to go into the church and just worship with the local people. Who, by the way, their band consists of half a Home Depot bucket, which they're beating on for drums. Um, And that's about it. Maybe some sticks that people are drumming on things with. That's their worship band. Um, And in the middle of this, it starts to rain, or had been raining. And I want to tell the story wrong, but the highlights are correct. Um, Ask Eric later. But in the middle of this... The whole building starts to, uh, starts to tip, and as it's coming down, thankfully, it didn't just boom, collapse. They see it, and so what did they do? They all went outside, and they all went outside, and what did they do? Did they stand around the building and go, oh, no, we're not going to have church anymore because our church just fell down. I guess everybody get your stuff and go home. No, they stood underneath a tree, and they worshiped together. They stood outside under a tree, cashew tree I think it was, right? And just worshipped. Just worshipped just worshiped the Lord. And they were thankful and they were grateful. And they said, the church, we'll rebuild the church at some point. But we're worshipping God right now and nothing is going to get in the way of that. So when we look at pro-presenter that doesn't work, uh, when we look at the fact that we forgot some signage and some welcome things and all the little things that we have, We're worshiping God, and there's nothing that's going to get in the way of that. So that's what we're here for. Great is God's faithfulness. And when you look at your life, when you look at your bank account, not everybody's bank account has as many zeros as we would hope. I don't know if you know that. But that doesn't matter because God is faithful. God will give you what you need when you need it. He provided this building exactly when we needed it. And he came through in miraculous ways that that Gabe's got an entire journal full of things, and we're going to be going through those again. You'll know the whole story very soon. But we have a beautiful place here to worship in. And I don't know how many of you were there. If you remember, it's been less than a year ago where I stood in front of the congregation over there, and I said, folks, something snuck up on us, and I have to tell you, It surprised me when I got the phone call from our accountant saying, you don't have enough in your account to make rent at the end of the month. There's not enough there. We can't do paychecks. We can't do anything unless something happens. And so I stood up in front of many of you, and I said, you know, I should have had a closer eye on that, but I... Set it aside, thinking, well, they can worry about it. I don't need to worry about that. And it snuck up, and it surprised me. That will never happen again, by the way. But the point is, at that point, I stood in front of you, and I said, I don't know if our beautiful, amazing church is going to be here next month. I don't know that. And in the middle of that, God said, I got this. I got it. And my flesh said, okay, you got it, but how? How? You got it, but how's this going to work? If you just show me, if you, if you show me the check, I won't cash it right away, but I'd really like to know how. My flesh said that, but I knew that God was going to be good. And less than a year, here we are. Is that amazing? That is only God can do that. Yes. So here's what I want to do. We're not... I want to do some testimony time right now. Remember the scripture, okay? Great is thy faithfulness. Your compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And so what I want to do with the remaining time, I don't have any more message. I want to take a microphone and I want to pass it around and we want to do testimonies of some of you. There's nothing more that's encouraging to me than to hear testimonies from people. Just saying, this is what God has done in my life. And one of the things the enemy likes to do is say, those cool things are happening to those people, but your life is a mess. <laughs> I bet if we went around this room, every single person would have something that God has done in their life that is a good testimony, right? We're not going in any interest of time getting us out here, we're not going to go around the room with everybody, but I know some of you have testimonies that are encouraging and can just show us how faithful God has been in the midst of of a storm in your life, right? So I want to do that right now. Does anybody have something? I'm just going to, you say it, I'm going to hand the mic so everybody can hear it. Oh, here's somebody volunteering somebody else.
2: (laughs) All right, I'm going to start really fast because um, I'm so privileged to be up here this morning and stand here, but... You know, this is not. I, I being up here this morning is uh, it's an unbelievable thing for me to do. I mean, uh, years and decades ago, I thought I would be in vocational ministry, and my life did not go that way. And uh, in fact, a uh, few years back, it took a very very dark turn. Um, uh, almost lost my marriage. Almost uh, you just was in in the in the deepest darkest places. And, uh, thanks to the faithfulness of my beautiful wife and her fighting, uh, and just listening to the way God spoke to her and the Holy Spirit kind of just kicking in (laughs) my, 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 my face and my, (laughs) and the door of my heart, um, and just reawakening us. Um, he just, he just, he really, you know, Psalm 18 says he reached, he reached down, he drew me out of the deep waters and he set me on a rock, um, and his faithfulness is is truly the only reason that that we're here today that I'm in this place and to stand here, and the faithfulness that that this represents it's just it's unbelievable um i was personal note I was crying in the shower this morning, thinking about know <laughs> I was going there's my there's my moment for the moment um but no it's uh I mean, just to sit here with all this, what God has done to see this morning, guys, for me is just, um, it's so true, and it's so in line with all that, so I'm privileged to be in this spot, and it's nothing but a testimony to his unending faithfulness, so, yeah, amen. Yeah, I'll manage this, I have
3: tasks. you next. Hi, good morning, everybody. Um. I'll try to make this quick, but it's kind of a long story. Um, My wife and I have been married for 32 years, and I'm just so grateful for that. And God's faithfulness has been all over that. But um, uh, on the Easter vigil of the year 2000, I joined the Catholic Church, and my father-in-law was my sponsor. And following that year, a guy named John Mansfield, we had a Bible study. He said, you know what? You need to come to church with us because our pastor is going to teach on Israel and prophecy. And that was at Jubilee Fellowship Church at the little storefront on County Line, and from there we moved to Lone Tree. And then when we were at Lone Tree, he said we need some people to give up some seats, and we're going to start this little service at Thunder Ridge High School. And Pastor Dan was there, and so we moved over to Thunder Ridge and went to service there. And <clears throat> after that, then they built the church on County Line, so we went there, went, uh, attended Jubilee Fellowship Church. Bob took over as the pastor, Bob and Gabe, and that was just a great time. And then, of course, it became Discover Community Church. And so we've just been really blessed to be involved with this church for that many years. And God's faithfulness has just really come through in all those times and all those stops along the way to get to here. So we're just grateful to be involved with this church and just love being here. Thanks.
4: Good morning, church. How many of you guys like getting up in front of big crowds when you didn't think you were going to? You don't have to do this. Hey, why not, you know? Um, my name is Cade. My wife and I have been members of the church for about three years now. And uh, about this time last year, I had had to pick up a second job in the evenings, picking up trash, of all things, which was pretty low. And then uh, my car got stolen during, during trash runs. And um, if you think you're at a low point... <laughs> Picking up trash in the evenings. Imagine your car getting, you know, jacked too. So, uh, with the help of a lot of people from the church, um, many things were donated to us. Um, some money to get things back. A lot of the items that were thrown out of the truck. So, um, having the support of the church has been essential. Um, the, the battle never seems to get a lot easier, but it's already—it's good to know that it has been won um, with Jesus and uh, with the help of such a great church uh, supporting me. So. Um, you know, I haven't given a public testimony since my since my baptism in high school, but uh, it, it it continues. God is good, and He's He's still working on, and uh, it's it's been shown through the the generosity and graciousness of this church and and its people. So, um, Amen.
3: Yeah. I am so blessed. I've. Um... <clears throat> I've been around 15 years in this church and it's done so much good for me to have good Christian counseling and uh, financial assistance and then the Lord blessed me financially and I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to bless my church again and your church and uh, this is the way to keep things going just add a little financial help and uh, everything changes. And I thank the Lord for everything He's done for me and for all of you.
0: George is, George is very, very humble because if you knew half of the things that he went through in the past five years at least, um, every time you talk to him, no matter what he's going through, you say, How are you doing? And he goes, I'm blessed. That's his answer. That's, that comes from his heart. All right, anybody else? Amma? You don't have to come up front. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, me too. When uh, I, I used to help with uh, a Ghanaian pastor... Those of you who know me, I'm from Ghana. So I used to help that pastor at Aurora. And then the church was closed down. I live in Highlands Ranch and I go way out there too because I was helping another pastor for refugee people and homeless people. So... I was so uh, sad and devastated and I didn't know what to do. So I came to Jubilee Church and I sat back and Pastor Bob came to me and why are you always sitting at the back? I've seen you coming, but always you sit at the back. And um, so... Pastor Bob, the way he talked to me and encouraged me and everything. And another, um, Myers and the wife, she will come to me and say, whether you like it or not, I'm your friend. So (laughs) (laughs) when you come and you sit at the back again, I will come there and sit with you. So when you come sit with us, so I started sitting with uh, them, and then I told Pastor Bob, I said, um, this is my situation, me, I I do this ministry, and I've done this for so long, and so I told him everything, and he said, oh, don't worry, We'll, we'll help you. And then the shift came that we have to stop. Uh, they have to be discovered and everything. So it took us another year for things to. But I'm so grateful to Pastor and wife. And many people, that are here, they helped me do the job. And also when I was going to Ghana, my mom is ninety-four. I didn't, because of the pandemic, I didn't have any money. Before I know, somebody has given me $1,000 to help me. Up to now, I don't know the person, but I I want to know, see, if the person is still here, I'm still very, very grateful. And I thank God for Pastor Bob and Pastor Gabe, Uh, they have been helpful to me because of them, I can still do my ministry. Thank you very much.
0: Alma has, a, has a, just a small little uh, SUV, a, a little Acura SUV that she crams full of food every single week. And that's an upgrade from her previous vehicle. And, and takes it down and serves uh, a refugee community uh, constantly. How many, Pascae, putting you on the spot, how much, how much food uh, through the Food Bank of the Rockies, do you recall? Well, I would say that when we do, do the totals, roughly is 300 people a month. 300 people a month that-, mm-hmm. that she serves by helping us, and so she's integral with our food pantry. <laughs> so It's amazing. All right, Eric?
5: My name's Eric. Uh, most of you guys know my story. Um, the last two years have been hands down the worst two years of my life. Um, through it all while I was praying the whole time, God would always say, "Trust me, I got this. Trust me. I got this over and over and over again. And when you're going through it, it's hard to see that hundred percent. So um, recently, you know last month. Um, I felt God come over me and give me this peace um, and this joy a newfound joy and and your joy doesn't come from people or from anything else your joy comes from God and that is something that I've learned so much in the past I'm actually walking around with a smile and I'm happy and I'm excited to see what God has for me um, from now on Um, but he is great, he is faithful, and he is so good. And, and I just want to thank everybody in the church, too, because your church family is a huge part of that, and you guys are my family. So um, thank you, and, and he is so good.
1: All right.
6: Well, I was looking for a church last summer Drove around a lot of places, tried a few places, and just nothing felt right. And one day after work, I just felt led to drive up to where Discovery is, and I didn't even know really much about it, and, and talked to the coffee shop guy. And, and then um, a few Sundays later, I came to church. And it was during worship. I sensed and I heard the Holy Spirit say so very clearly to me, I approve. In other words, this is it. So then Pastor Bob gets up. The very first message I hear was the message you were just talking about where you weren't sure if the church was going to stay. And But what you said is what was like, wow, God, you do approve. And what you said is if we have to go across the street to the park to meet, that's what we will do. And I thought about that, and I thought, yes, great is God's faithfulness, but he is saying to you, great is your faithfulness as well. Thank you.
0: All right. You know what? I know that there's so many more, but um, we're going to be here next week too. Um, I have, um, the Lord was speaking to me while, while she was uh, talking and, and just It reminded me of that day. But so I I want to, we're going to close in communion here in just a second. But while we do that, there are many, many people. The Lord's been putting a real burden for for healing and healing prayer on my heart lately. Um, And I just want to acknowledge that. I know that there are a number of people, all of us, right? If you got out of bed this morning with a sore back, you could use it. But there are some of us. Our good friend Dottie right here, I can tell she's in pain and she's, and she's here. Um, thank you for being here. But I want to, when we go into communion, we're going to take communion. But I want right now, if you would like some of us, and we're not going to do it individually, we're not going to call you up. Um, you have a sore leg. I'm just going to call you to come walk up here and stand for 10 minutes. Let's gather around all of us. And just pray for one another. Let's pray Let's pray healing. And I know we have several people uh, who just flow in that gift. And I want to ask you to be bold and move to those people. I'm going to ask them to, to just raise up a hand right now. If you would like people to gather around you and pray healing specifically over you right now, I want you to raise your hand up. Okay? Okay. Now, I want everybody to look around at who. Get your hand up. If you want it, get your hand up so people can see you. Okay. Everybody, please take note of those people. We're going to go into communion right now. And then when you're finished with communion or before, I want you to move around. I want you to put your hands on these people's shoulders. And I want, don't be weird. Put your hands on their shoulder and pray healing for them. You can put your hands down now if you and and please be bold and move around. We are the body of Christ, and this is what we are called to do. Amen? So let's do this, okay? All right, so we're going to go into communion right now. We're going to do it slightly differently. We've got one self-serve station right over here. That's got juice and the, uh, and the self-serve things over there. Up front, we're going to have two stations. We have one over here. Jim and Sandy are going to serve at that station. Pastor Gabe and myself will be serving over here at this station. I'm not really sure how the flow is going to work best. So let's do the best we can. I'm suggesting maybe we come down the middle aisle, take it, and then walk back up. To your rose, we'll figure that out as we go, but please, no pushing, no shoving. <laughs> no fighting, no fighting. Um, but let's, let's just let's pray over that, Father. Father, we are so thankful. Again, our, our thankfulness just can't be contained in one service, in one in one hour of talking about this. God, it's overflowing from my heart, and I pray that it's overflowing from all of our hearts as we realize how good you are. So, Father, we're going to take communion right now, and as we do, everybody here, I just want you to recognize that it is through the body, broken for you, the body of the Lamb, given for you, to literally be broken, to take the weight of the sins of the world onto himself to pay the price for you. And then the blood of Christ shed on the way to the cross and shed on the cross for you. It's that blood of the new covenant, that new covenant that says you don't have to strive anymore to be worthy. You are worthy. God declares you worthy. Through the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, you are worthy. You are worthy of the blessing. You are worthy of the healing. You are worthy of the abundance, the peace, the joy that God has for you. You are worthy of that because Jesus Christ says you are. It's not through anything you do. It's not through anything you don't do. I'm grateful you're here, but it's not that you're here. It's because you trust in Jesus. And if he is your Lord and Savior, then you are worthy of everything he wants to give you. And what he wants to give you is his abundant life. And through taking communion together, we remember that and we celebrate that. So part of that abundant life is the blessing of being the part of his body, the church. And so one another, you look at the person next to you, that is part of your blessing. You look at the people sitting around, they are part of your blessing given to you by Jesus Christ as a part of this body. So as we take communion and as the worship team plays, let's move around. Let's be the body. Let's pray healing, lay hands on those people who need it, and let's, let's do God's work here in this building today. Amen? Yes. And then when you're finished, Pastor Gabe didn't mention it, but you may have seen it. It's barbecue time, right? We may be ambitious planning a barbecue in the middle of all this, but please hang out, go downstairs. We have yard games, all kinds of fun stuff to do. Go downstairs and enjoy some watermelon and some hamburgers and hot dogs with us and let's just be the body together, amen? Thank you, guys.